I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to the Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hello, I am Jim Short. Jim and I were lucky enough to catch up with uh, an, a, a wonderful friend of ours, Jason Narducci, who has a new new project uh, called The Split Single, and it, it's it's his band. It's a really, really great band, and, and Jason, of course, is... Um, just a you know a, a, a real a real working man in in rock and roll. He's kind he's of, a journeyman of he's, music, isn't he, he? He's great. He is really in so many different bands and 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 really um, I he's been in my band. Well, my uh, Bob Mold band. I uh-huh. I've, I sat in uh, not sat in. It's a little more formal than that. I, I sang um, uh, at a tribute show for Bob Mold and and um, we got to use uh, Jason and John Worcester, which is Bob Mould's actual band. And and um, so I got to sing with him, and then he um, is in Super Chunk, who we worked with last night. So we got to catch up with Jason about his own project, um, which is very, very exciting. So I, I, I hope you enjoy it. We, we will introduce our guest. is Jason Nardisi. 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 I've heard it pronounced so many ways. What do you- Some people say Narducci. It is Narducci. Narducci. But it used to be Narducci. My uh, great-great-grandfather was Italian, and he couldn't get work in America because there was kind of a, a prejudice. Oh. So he changed it from CCI to CY. Mm. So when somebody says Narducci, I don't always correct them. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. But it's Nardu- Narducci. Narducci. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you and I have also been in a band together. Yeah. We, <laughs> we rocked the world, we I, rocked, I would like to say. We rocked the world. We... um. We had met uh, as part of um, Bob Mould's big uh, celebration of his songbook at the Disney. Um, it was a Disney very, Hall in L.A. Disney Hall in L.A. and it was a really amazing show. But we had actually met at the uh, rehearsal space, um, which was the Foo Fighters right. compound, and um, with the famous toilet, which is a guitar. <laughs> It's a, a oh, fucking... The, you've talked about that. The toilet yeah. guitar? The toilet the, the guitar. The toilet seat is a guitar, yeah, the, toilet the body of a it's guitar. It's not an electric one, I hope. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's a nice it has a sound yeah. hole. <laughs> it has a sound hole. I mean, it's it's like a... I think it's playable. I think it, it's it, playable. No, it, it looks you, gorgeous. It's a yeah. toilet, but there's a, a guitar attached to it? Or like it's, the, or it's the, shaped like a... Like no, a, the seat, the top it's, of it's, it yeah, is an actual lid. guitar. The seat lid is, yeah. The lid. And I mean, it's pretty amazing. But it was an amazing rock compound. And then, of course, John Worcester. Yes. And then I was um, with my um, uh, uh, often band member, uh, Grantley Phillips. Yes. So we had, we had a little band for a few days. It was fun. It was really fun. That was an amazing night. But you are used to this. You've been, you're in so many amazing bands. <laughs> Tonight, you were with Superchunk. Mm-hmm. You were with them this weekend at Coachella. Um, you were also a member of Verbo. You were also in... Uh, in your new band, I have a new band, which is a super group. Well, of sorts, yeah. It's really it's a it's a solo project, mm-hmm. but I got really lucky with having some fantastic musicians record the record with me. Yeah, split single. Yes, is the name of, is the band name because I I thought uh, Jason Narducci wouldn't look that good on t-shirts. <laughs> what is the name? What is the name from? I think Jason Narducci is fine. Fine. Well, t-shirts. thank you. It's great. Um, split single is it goes back to like the old forty fives where a band, one band would play us have a song on one side and you flip it over and another band would have another song on the other side mm-hmm. and it was a way for bands to sort of uh, share audiences and introduce wow. themselves to uh, you know a different crowd. It's, it's sort of a punk rock thing. Some bands still do it, but yeah, you'd be surprised how many people are like, "What is a split single?" Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, so many people now. What is a single? 
What, what, what is, is a record? What yeah, 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 right, right, yeah, yeah. No, I heard some, some TV show recently asked a bunch of young kids what is selling out, and they're just like, when all the tickets are gone? You know, like, yeah, like, that's not, that doesn't they exist anymore. No, no, no that it's doesn't. It's really ex- a positive thing. Yeah. But you are, are you're, you're selling in. This is great, because it's like, finally, you know, you're in all these bands, Music fans know you; they love your playing. But now we get to hear you singing. And it's been playing. a long time. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, thank you. It's really, it's a really inspiring record, and it's really, um, it really is so a uh, pop. It's it's pretty power pop. pop. Yeah, I think I mean a lot of people are classifying it that way. I would say that there's two or three songs that are definitely like okay, you know, he's heard Big Star, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then there's sort of darker, you know, more textured songs too. Yeah. Um, but I understand that people need to sort of like find a place for it, but it's... It's really modern, though. I mean, it, it, it reminds me of going to shows that they... I used to go to the International Pop Overthrow in the 90s, and yeah. I would see like Robbie Rist and um, Jason Faulkner. Yes, and all, from the all Grays. These guys. Yeah. yeah, and the Grays yeah, gray yeah. a lot. Um, yeah. And then I would see uh, John Bryan I see all the time. Like these, yep. these pop guys are... And Red Cross. Yes. So that's Who are still kicking it hard. They're amazing. Yeah, so great. Yeah. They're really, really amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, that's what I love because what you're doing is what is informed by their sound, mm-hmm. but then it's really it, it's it's really modern, like updated to now. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a of a uh, a darkness to it mm-hmm. compared to those bands. You know, there's yeah. a little bit more of a grit to it, but um yeah, I just I hadn't been writing songs, and I just got I just got the bug, and I started writing them, and I was really happy with how they turned out. And I played them for John Worcester, and he mm-hmm. was like, you know, we should record these. And then yeah. I asked Brett Daniel from Spoon if he wanted to play bass on it, and he immediately said yes. So from the moment that I just started writing songs to the moment that we were recording, it was like seven months. It was like really quick. It's amazing. Yeah, it's was, it was a pretty cool process. How does it feel to um, get back in the front? To be a it's it feels great. You know, what's funny is like I've been playing bass, you know, with Bob Mould and Bob Pollard and Superchunk and all these other bands. Um, I don't have to think as much with the bass. You know, there's less strings. Mm-hmm. It's usually a little simpler part, and I'm not singing all the time. I'm just stepping up to like back up and highlight a chorus or whatever. But man, playing guitar and singing lead on every song. It, it takes so much. There are muscles that I haven't used in a long time. So yeah. these split single shows that we've been doing have been great. It's been great. We just did a sold out show in Chicago for the record release party. But man, I can feel it. You know, <laughs> it's like it's, it's a real deal job, right? To be not that all of it is. But like you said, sometimes from the other the focus isn't on, on the on the other guy sometimes too. When, to, yeah. to be front man and, and do all that. Yeah. And you've got to remember all the words. Got to right? remember the words, which I'm terrible at. Even my own songs, I'm, I'm terrible at. No, it's at. hard. Yeah. It's really hard. I mean, even the songs that I, I've written and I, yeah. I, I know so well, I, I forget. And there's yeah. something, I don't know, there's something that you just have to let go. Well, it's rock. You know, it's yeah. like, I, I think it's okay. I think, you know, some I've heard some singers get all uptight about that. I'm like, I think some audience members would be like, it's, it's cool. I saw the show where they messed up the, you know, like yeah. it's mm-hmm. just sort of like a novelty thing. I did do the national anthem at a Bulls game once, mm. and you cannot mess up the lyrics. No, no. To the national anthem. you're like shunned forever. That right? was this one of the scariest things that I've That's ever. That's a really done. hard song to sing. It's really hard to sing. The week before I did it, um, some I think it was VH1 showed a highlight reel of people messing it up, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Like good singers messing yeah, it up. Yeah. Not just the Roseanne thing, but right. like it was like Cheryl Crow and like real singers totally messing it up. Yeah. They started too high yeah. or whatever and their voice broke. And immediately I called a, a voice teacher mm. and she told me the best advice for this, which was number one, put one earplug in one ear mm-hmm. and have the other one be 
no no earplug mm -hmm. because there's no monitors, so it takes a second and a half for the sound of your voice to come back. Oh. So with the one earplug in, you can hear yourself singing yeah. immediately. That that helped a lot. That's good. Yeah, I was still terrified. What, what are you <laughs> singing to? Is there backing that you can hear music? No, you're you're just you're. It's you're, just it's just you're singing. at half court. No, you know okay. what I did is I brought a guitar as a total security blanket uh -huh. and to find the pitch to find the first note so I wouldn't start too high. Yeah. But um, it's, it's terrifying. The, the one saving, like the one thing that I calm down a little bit about is like, once you're facing the flag, you realize that everybody else is too. So you can't see the people who are looking at you. Okay. Yeah. yeah everybody else, you know, but yeah. anyways. But, but you did it all right. I did it. Okay. Em was there. Did I do okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it really it was, is. It becomes like a, a, a national scandal for the next week. If somebody ruins it, oh, who, did it, who did it badly at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago? Well, James Taylor started singing America the Beautiful. Instead, right? Yeah. Oh, and then it's switched, easier to sing. Switched real ba back fast. It's easier to sing. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. a lot easier. Yeah. And it's, but it's, it, I think um, Steven Tyler even just had a rough time with it. He did it at like a, in, in Indianapolis at a, at a race. Oh. Well, he did his like scat in the middle of it and everybody <laughs> got all mad. And you go, well, that's, you can't that's scat what Steven on that. Tyler's going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, scarves and scat. It's going to be <laughs> scarves and scat. <laughs> I was taking you in, and he went off, and, and they got... But people are very protective about it. Yeah, they are. Which, they are. Uh, not that they shouldn't be, but... Um. Well, and it's kind of funny, because a lot of them are double-fisting with beers, and it's like, well, mm -hmm. back off, man. Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> but it is. No, they do. And that's, that was terrifying. I remember that one way that I would practice is I would just sing like with my face up against a wall and sing the whole song. And then Ooh. go over to another corner, just so I, I visually was seeing something different every time. Just to, I don't know, just because I can't. You can't practice standing at half court yeah. in front of twenty five thousand people. You can't. There's do no. There's no rehearsal. There's no, no, no sound check. I would come in and yeah, yeah. run it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Can I run it twenty times? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I come in the night before yeah. the other game yeah. and just yeah. sort of give it a go? Yeah. How, but that's pretty cool. Though. So they called you up and said, "Would you come in and do this?" And yeah. I. I uh, somebody sent in a recording and they said, "Yeah." I never got asked back. But I, I did it once. Well, you just only do it. You once. only do it for the time. Yeah. I think that's. Yeah. Well, do you hope? Do you hope? Is there like? Is there like a room for to like move up? Like well, I'll get this game, and then and then eventually. Oh yeah. That one. There's a lot of there's a lot of, of uh, professional sports teams in Chicago. I certainly could try to do the circuit, but no, basketball is my favorite. So to to do it for the, with the Bulls, that's, yeah, that's that, was, that, that was that was the peak. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. If I ever got asked to do it, I would I would just send Leah Salonga in my place. <laughs> I go, I'll, I'll be there. And you then sound great tonight. You're oh, nailing that stuff. Thank you. Yeah. But it's a, this is just it doesn't have to be funny or good or it doesn't even have to sound good. It just, it just it sounds has good. to sound well. That's good. Yeah. It does sound good, but yeah. nobody's going to be as angry. As right. You yeah. They're the <laughs> slightly different. The nation's <laughs> anthem. Yeah. 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 I think so. I mean, yeah. it's it's just one of those really scary things. But then that's part of being a frontman now. Yeah. You've got to do that. You've got to um. You've got to you've got to do all these different things. And also, what I appreciate is that you're doing comedy too. A little bit. A, well, you you Neil Finn was very jealous about this. Um, I saw that. He's very jealous, and um, he's oh, he's got the sexiest elbows. Well, I've got the sexiest calves. Yeah, yeah. He jumped on that right away. Oh, the he's sexiest like, calves, and we went to see him last week, and uh, he tore his pants, and then so that was the opportunity he, to actually pull up his. Uh, he wanted pant leg. to show them. He was yeah. showing them. Yeah, he was showing them. Mm -hmm. He was. He was like, I can't let Jason get away with this. So there's a competition. <laughs> yeah. That's Bit going of a rivalry. So he saw the he saw the sexiest elbows in rock music video. Yes, loved it and and wanted to be part of it and actually wanted to be you. Yeah, 
<laughs> There's been times when I've wanted to be Neil Finn, so this is all working well, out. We all want to be Neil yeah, Finn. Yeah, yeah. He is so lovely. And Thank um, you very much for being a part of that, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was great. It was a lot of fun. It's a funny story for me because people go, well, how did you? I was like, I emailed her, but then we figured out we, we couldn't be in the same room. We couldn't, you mm-hmm. know, film together, so I sent you a picture of my elbow. I was like, find an elbow like this. Yes. <laughs> there was a good one right next to me who is the soap opera actor, um... I want it's it's it Christopher Eggleston. I know that I'm fucking up his name, but he's a, he's a really he's a, an actor from. Um, What's he in? I think One Life to Live. Oh, and so you uh, do as an elbow standing? Yeah. So, but then he was like, "What are you doing to my elbow?" An I, elbow I go, leaning. I go, just just put your arm up like that, and then I then I was like sucking on it and yeah. stuff, and then he was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> and that's what made it into the video. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best part. But how did you um, connect with? Fred, who's Fred, is my favorite actually because Fred does that bop. Yeah, bop. The longest. Oh, it's the weight is so great, and then he moves a little bit, so you know it's not stuck on pause. I mean, he's he's just so good. Um, what happened was I sometimes I post these silly things on Instagram and Facebook or whatever, and and I'll find a picture of something that we're doing, and then try to you know write something silly about it. And I found this old publicity shot of me where I'm kind of leaning in like this, and it looks like I'm holding my sleeves up. And I thought, wouldn't it be funny if when I was young, I had a manager who was like, you know, your, your music's okay, but you have the most attractive elbows <laughs> in rock, and we need to put them front and center in every in every publicity <laughs> shot. And then it just spiraled into this absurd concept that the elbows got famous. So um, I thought of this in December, and then in like a day later, I saw Fred in Chicago. He was doing a uh, uh, a benefit at Second City, and he came up to me and he said, Hey, your Instagram's really funny, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have to say that. That was it was really very sweet of him because he could just say, "Hey, good to see you again" or whatever. And I just kind of clicked. I was like, "Wouldn't it be cool if Ian Rubbish so could funny. make some statements about the sexiest elbows?" Four days later, we were shooting, mm-hmm. and then I just reached out to you and I reached out to Tim, and and then I already had Bob Mold and Britt Daniel, yeah, because we're shooting like a serious split single sort of like bio video mm-hmm. and at the end i would just ask them can you just do some silly and i love their stuff too they're, really, that, yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're really funny yeah it's and then great. mac from super chunk is in it and um and um and uh john sturrett john sturrett has uh-huh. some great moments dave yeah. dave grohl play, dave was grohl. psyched about it yeah it's really cool it's fun it's, it was cool that uh, everything fell into place so quickly that everybody was game and that um you know, it worked out to to get it out, and and it's sort of you know, people people took to it, and but yeah, you still win, right? Well, I'm co- I'm covering got, them. Still got them right? I'm covering them now, but right. uh, well, you I'm, can't just have I'm, them on I'm, show all time. All day. people would be first off envious <laughs> and just jealous and just oh, and, and bastard with his. You'd be showing off. Who am I to be a distraction? <laughs> to, <laughs> Nobody can get to the work show done to the show. <laughs> It's really, it's really great. What now? What um, you did some like different publicity things for your record, and like you went on sports radio, which is cool. Yeah, well, I did this interview for Magnet Magazine where they asked me about rehearsing because, actually, I think they asked me about the transition from being becoming a guitarist to a bassist, and I told this story about how, when I was in high school, I went to basketball camp, like the Bulls basketball camp, and Michael Jordan came, and he was young, he was like in his third year in the league. Oh, wow. And he came, and the, the advice that he gave to us stuck with me, and what he said is never walk into a gymnasium and just bounce the ball and shoot and jog over and get the ball. He's like, you never do that in a game. Walk into the gym, play at game speed. 
He said, I see people shoot 100 free throws. I just sit there, 100. You never do that in a game. Shoot two free throws, run around the court, come back, shoot two more. And so when Bob Mould asked me to play bass with him, which was like, you know, a four-week U.S. tour, a Europe tour, like it was full-on join Bob Mould's yeah. band, play bass. Yeah. I went, I went to our garage and I set up bass amps and I set a PA and a mic stand and for three months I rehearsed like I was on stage yeah so by the time I got to rehearsals for that tour I was ready yeah and um so they read that and they asked me to come on their their sports radio the 670 the score in Chicago so it's really really fun it's fun to do it yeah yeah a little music sports crossover well it it shows you like like how versatile you are you can do so many different things and be in so many and that's maybe that's part of like looking at life as if it's a whole game of life not just one part Mm -hmm. you know you're doing all these different things and able to do all these different parts and bands and you know all these different things in life and then you know and on, on on top of all that you're dad yeah you know no i talk about that too like how i put the kids to bed and then i have like an hour where i can write music where i I still have energy you know like and after an hour i get tired but yeah you just learn to be more efficient with your time and yeah and i think with this record with getting the split single record out i realized that there's just so much music out there and you're just competing with this information you know downpour everybody's trying to sift through all this information and what's going to engage people. And I realized that my, my sort of disadvantage in that I'm not 23 years old anymore is also my advantage in that I have, I have stories and I mm-hmm. have content and I have things that people might want to hear about. And so I'm just yeah. trying to, that's sort of like how we're, how we're presenting this record is that, you know, it's like it's the great thing about age, it's substance over just unbridled energy a little bit. Yeah. Through, but now you actually, actually <clears throat> got some like something with it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So that's like magnet asked me to be guest editor. So I wrote like 14 pieces for them and I, it's, it's pretty vast. Like mm-hmm. the things I talked about. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. It's really fun to get a record out and I'm, you know, releasing it myself. I mean, I have help with a distributor and a publicist, but, um, there's no label. We're just, releasing out of the basement it's kind of fun it's easy it's easier to do these days yeah you know it's like itunes amazon you know it's like it's all right there you can get music to people so Mm -hmm. it's been cool and you certainly have a lot of fans and especially um with all the different bands that you're in it's like you have all of their fans too you know it's really exciting there's an awareness yeah it's pretty cool and especially because you know bob mold's fans and super chunks fans they're music lovers you know yeah. they're super passionate about music and about buying records and yeah. so they're well read and they you're right there's they know mm-hmm. they're informed and that's nice to have that that starting point yeah but I know what a huge Bob Mould fan you are, so I wanted to tell a Bob Mould tour story that I haven't told I haven't told anybody this one. It's a classic from the inside, right? (laughs) Well, um, Bob Mould had never toured South America with a band. Oh, Husker Du never went over. Mm -hmm. Sugar never went over. He did a couple of acoustic things there, but we went there last September, and it was the first time he went with a band and we're, mm. we're playing everything, you know, yeah. the solo stuff, sugar, who's could do. And we got to Sao Paulo and the two shows sold out immediately. The promoter said we could have done five. Yeah, I'm sure. And people were just out of their minds, like stage diving and body surfing yeah. for the whole show. Not just the, you know, like it was so great. The energy was amazing. We didn't want to stop playing, but the, it was two nights sold out the first night. 
right in front of Bob, there's this kid. I mean, he looked like he was 17 years old or something. And he's just holding his phone up, you know, so it's like at Bob's chest level and just holding the phone up. And he's, he's videotaping, like for the first five songs. And Bob never really stops to talk, but he stopped and he said, I, I'm sorry, but I have to ask you to, to stop doing that. It's really distracting. And, you know, if you could please stop that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the kid felt bad and he put the phone down. And then Bob said, you know, when I was your age, I stood right where you're standing and saw the buzzcocks. And I experienced that through my own eyes, not through the lens of a camera. And the crowd kind of went like, yeah, even though half of them had their cameras, you know. (laughs) But I sort of felt bad for the kid. I'm glad Bob said that, but I sort of felt bad for the kid. Yeah. The show ended and I ran, I grabbed my set list and I ran over and I gave it to him. And we go upstairs to the dressing room and Bob's like, was I too harsh on the kid? I was like, no, I'm glad you said it, but I did give him my set list. And Bob's like, yeah, and I gave him my guitar pick. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) The next night, right, there's two sold out nights. The next night, the kid is right in front of Bob, no phone, Buzzcocks t-shirt. Oh. It was awesome. That's awesome. It was so cool. We all noticed and we're just like... That that kid. That's that's like effort. That's work because I mean it's good. You know, right? How did he find it? Yeah, at such short notice. Totally. (laughs) That's it. Guy totally put it. But that's really great that it resonates because that's the thing. You know, I go to shows now and people. First off, people don't shut up. Yeah. People in the back won't be quiet. Yeah. Fortunately, we're so loud that people. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's weird that people don't go and and experience something in that actual moment anymore. Yeah. I feel like it's starting to trend out a little bit. Like I remember in 2006, that was when I really started to notice the glow. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you get get it, but rock shows, man, it's like, really? This is a rock show, and you're just like, oh yeah, the glow. You, you can yeah. see this, the faces looking down. The glow is a blue up. face. Yeah, the blue face. Yeah, and that was when it really dawned on me, like, oh shit, we're headed in this direction. It's gonna get bad. But now I feel like now that like grandparents have smartphones and are taking pictures and videos of everything, that the younger generation is getting away from it a little bit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that. I hope. I sort of I hope. hope so. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think it's better. I mean, then they can actually just do something for themselves. Yeah. You know, just and I get, like, it. the picture, you know, the oh, yeah. capture it, but, like, the whole time it's just sort of, well, like... Well, to keep it going, yeah. I mean, yeah. they should almost be like, okay, we're going to take a two, uh, like, a 30-second break. We're going to stand here. Everyone, get your picture done, post it, yeah. and then we're going to go on with the show. Right. But it, it's just, well, it's that's just, what they do with the, with the photo right. pit, the first three songs, and then they're out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when yeah. they're taking yeah. professional yeah. photos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like movies, too, because you go now and people um, have their phones out, and and it's you know in the, you're in the dark and yeah. it just really ruins it. Yeah. And I know that some theaters were trying to say, well, maybe we should because young people aren't going to the movies anymore because they want to text. And oh. They're saying maybe we should relax that. I'm like, no, don't. No. Because yeah. Once you let it go, what they what my solution is have one theater that's dark the entire day and charge people full whack and they just go in there and they can and whatever's playing. Yeah. And they can just text and it doesn't matter. <laughs> separate, like that's the, the separate theater. theater. Yeah. Because yeah. they're obviously not paying attention. But yeah. I, 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 we've lost that gene somewhere of paying attention to, you know, whether it be a comedy show, a music show, anything. People, you know, yeah. there's such distraction. Yeah. But it is nice to see people coming back to like, I came here to... I feel to like it is. Yeah, group. I feel like it is a little bit. Yeah, I hope. I hope so. Well, there are artists who are kind of saying, "Be in that moment," you know, yeah. like, like you're saying. No, there are people who say it from the stage. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the bands that I, I the play thing in, is somebody's got that on YouTube already. Yeah, yeah, totally, <laughs> there is totally. Yeah. Recording every part of it. It right? seems like yeah. Uh, the bands that I play in, though, we sort of like we we're blazing through the sets and playing at such a volume that it's almost like <laughs> it's not even worth it to do address it. We're just 
full throttle. You know, it's yeah, like it's, it's yeah, it's rock. It's rock. I mean, it's um, at the I was at the Pixies a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. I, which I thought I actually thought, oh, you you would be in that band too. Stop it. Well, because um, Kim left. <laughs> right. They need a bass player. So they need a bass player, and I was like, Paz is doing great though. I saw that show in Chicago. I thought she was awesome. She's great. Yeah, she's great. Um, <laughs> you're, you're you bass thought man. I was gonna be you're in that Batman. They just put a bass <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> And then you show up, right? <laughs> I've been so fortunate. It's really I, I, cool. So fortunate to play with these great bands, but but the Pixies would be good, and you would be great in that. And then they they now have sort of now they rock so hard it's and so, so great. loud and so fast that everybody um doesn't they everybody's stage diving and stuff. They they actually we're at the Tabernacle and they broke the floor, and um. They had to cancel the next show, which I think was Flogging Molly, which I don't oh, know. Oh, they the crowd was sh- the, the cracked crowd the floor. Cracked the floor wow. of the tabernacle. Awesome. Because there was so much, um, like people were actually moving, pogoing, mm-hmm. yeah, jumping up and down. Did you notice what Charles? I've toured with Charles before, and I love him. He's amazing. Yeah, he's great. My Verbo toured opening up for uh, for Frank Black, but. Um, have you noticed what he's doing with that microphone in the back of the stage? No. <laughs> There's no set list. Oh, oh, so oh. he's going back there, and and the band members have in ears, and, oh. and he's telling them what the next two songs are. Oh, so he, it's it's totally up to what he feels like he's got his, in that moment. Yeah, he's got his main vocal mic, and then back near the drums, he has another mic that he goes back and tells the band what song they're going to play next. Oh, wow. that's great. Because it's just however he's feeling it. Is that because yeah. he just wants it to be that fresh, or is it is it? Yeah, they cha- weird, I think they like, change it every night, and maybe the first few songs are the same, but mm-hmm. yeah, they kind of change it. I think mm-hmm. it's like, what is he doing? Is, he, is that it's a microphone to his monitor, guys? Is he asking for more <laughs> more vocals? Like, it's what does he do? Oh, now I see it. You so know? he, you were watching it, and you were wondering, like, so he, you saw him going back there, yeah, talking to someone. Yeah, I had to think about it, and then I figured it out. Oh, really? And then I asked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was that for the other band members? I mean, that's got to be kind of a bit like a, a, a fright, right? Like, you might, what if he pulls out something that they're not ready for? I don't think he would do that. I think he, that they'd be ready for it. He probably is just calling out the songs. Yeah, that, yeah that's my guess. Yeah. Ryan Adams was doing that with the Cardinals, uh-huh. their last tour with the Cardinals, and then he had like this weird secret microphone that he would talk to them, and you could tell oh, he had he was one too. He did that meters. too. Yeah. That's funny. Um, I saw an Elvis Costello tour in '86, which, which was a spin the wheel. Yeah. You ever see that tour? I, I know about it's it. It's yeah. all songs on this massive wheel. Yeah. Spin the wheel. And the show I went to is in Chicago in '86. Spun the wheel. First song, Allison. Oh. <laughs> you could just see the look on his face. He's like, oh. well, we'll get this over with then. <laughs> Remember, remind me to pull that one. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Are you going to uh. um, join his band? Are you going to be the, in the attractions? Oh, my God. I'll probably do that too. Great bass lines. This year's yeah. model, those, those bass lines yeah. are amazing. Yeah. All the songs. I mean, yeah, that would be a good one. Um, and then... I should learn. I should try to learn those. I mean, that's like really amazing bass playing on that record. Yeah. yeah it's not great. Pete Thomas. It's the other Thomas. What's the... I'm forgetting his bass player's name. Pete Thomas is the drummer. Um, I don't know. But his last name was Thomas, too. They're not mm-hmm. brothers, but anyways. Yeah. I just know um, Steve Naive. Right. The keyboardist. Yeah. Yeah. No, Elvis Costello is amazing. If Bob, our, our old guitar tech, Tim Mech who toured with us in 05 and 08, is now Elvis Costello's guitar tech. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, small rock world. Really small. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, really, really small. Yeah. I mean, that that um, 
you know, you can be in so many different bands and then you can do so many different things. And with your new band too, it's like, the, it, but it's all the same people, but making different sounds, mm-hmm. your own thing. It's really, it's really exciting. I was, I was really thrilled with how comfortable it was with Britt and John and I. I mean, I've played with John a ton, so I knew, mm-hmm. I knew that musical chemistry would be there. And I'd shared the stage with Britt on the Bob Mould tribute yeah. show. And, you know, we've known each other for a long time, but we did, I don't know why I didn't think of this, but we just didn't rehearse. We just set up recording time. Yeah. For four days to get all of John and Britt's stuff done in four days. It's great. And immediately it was like really comfortable and fun. And we finished, we even finished early and recorded a song that I just like had on my phone. You know, Britt's like, what else do you have? And I just like looked on my phone for like some voice messages. Let's try this one, you know. <laughs> so amazing record to make. There's one song on the record called My Heart Is Your Shadow, which... If you heard the original version, it was very Devo. Like the guitar line I was playing was very, it was too Devo. I had to change it. But it was such a, like a song that we just had no idea what to do with mm-hmm. that you can hear John playing his drum parts differently throughout every chorus. But it just sort of works. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I was like, we'll just fade the song out. But we, they just kept on playing. And then you can hear him just like stop and the tambourine falls. And like it's kind of a cool, raw moment on the record. It's the last song on the record. That's perfect, though, because it, it does. It gives it that real, that I mean, that was, shows you the spirit of the song. It was too. one of the first times we played the song, you know, because oh, yeah. we didn't rehearse. Yeah. <laughs> so you can sort of hear it. But it has this charm to it where it's like, oh, it's just this simple pop song that we just didn't really know yet. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, not, it's not rehearsed and planned out. It's just sort of like, well... This is all we got time for. Next, that's great. yeah, it's a cool. It was a cool experience. That's. I mean, I think that's the. It's attributed to all of your range as musicians, and then your creativity and creating. You know that 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 moment. It's such a. It's it's amazing to play with people who are so talented, and you being so talented yourself. Then it's like. It just fits. It works. It's cool when there's that, when you sort of have the same language. You know, you can, like, the vision and the language and the history is all there. It makes it really easy. Because sometimes you'll play with people and it's just, you know, it's just something that's push and pull. It's just not quite as easy. Mm-hmm. But, man, this record was super easy to make. There's one, you know, we were talking about going back and forth between the guitar and the and the bass. This awesome thing happened with Super Chunk where we're going to be on Jimmy Fallon mm-hmm. and uh, Laura came back to play bass, mm-hmm. which is awesome because mm-hmm. she's still in the band, but it's just, you know, she's got this hearing thing where she can't do the touring stuff, but they let me play too. And I, so I played guitar. Oh, great. But the funny thing is that we get to Fallon and we're about to set up and do sound check. And I realize I've never played this song on guitar before. <laughs> and I've never played this guitar before. And it's Max, oh. it's Max Marauder yeah. has, you know, the guitar yeah. that he's played forever. And Mac is a little bit smaller than me, so I put the guitar on, and it's sort of like the Bill Wyman look, you know, where it's like yeah. way up high. I'm like, oh, I'll just, he won't mind if I adjust the, the strap, the guitar strap. It's duct taped. Oh. <laughs> so the guitar is up here. I don't know what I'm playing on the song, and we're about to start sound check for Jimmy Fallon. And I look over at Mac, and he's, I don't want to say he's nervous, but he, maybe a little bit nervous, you know, like a little bit just sort of like thinking, you know, TV's just yeah, pressure. Yeah, yeah it's a different, it's a different beast. And um, so I just kind of waited till we played the song a couple times, and I walked over. I was like, "What do you want me to play on this?" <laughs> you know, like we we never practiced it. And he goes, "Oh, oh, okay. Uh, in the beginning, just get a bunch of feedback, and then just ride, you know, just ride the the roots for the rest." I'm like, "Cool." So I go over to my amp and I start turning it up to get the feedback. But you know, Laura's right there, and she's got this hearing thing. I, I'm like, "I can't turn this up." Fortunately, I brought. I don't know if you guys know what an Ebo is. It's this little 
thing that you can hold in your hand over the strings and it resonates the string. Uh-huh. So it almost sounds like a, uh, like a violin or like a cello or something. Oh. That, that band Big Country used to use them yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. No, no. And uh, I had an Ebo in my, in my bag. So I just held that over the note and it sort of sounds like feedback. Mm-hmm. Tossed it from the beginning and then just started playing. It's very like, wow, here we go. Just do it you know (laughs) a little bit terrifying but we pulled it off and you you still kept it it's up up there yeah if you watch the video it's like the guitar is way up high i gotta see that because it's funny where some people some people like it way up yeah way up high that's almost like like all the the beatles on the cellar yeah everybody they were really high no one had it higher higher than bill wyman and the stones though i mean his was like choking you know like yes (laughs) Um, everybody thought it was his turtleneck yes yes he's wearing that thing Mm -hmm. yeah um but what I do is just sort of turn a little bit so you couldn't see how high it was. You know, yeah. Just kind of use my body to make it look a little bit more natural. But <laughs> Did he duct taped it? Had it like come off where it couldn't? I think that's what it was. Because he's, he's, I mean, when Mac is performing, he's bouncing yeah. everywhere. And I'm sure the guitar fell off a couple of times. He's just like, you know what? I'm going to take care of this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's staying there forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so are you going to be... Um, Touring with Split Single? Or are you going to be doing some summer we're doing, festivals? Yeah, we're doing some stuff. We're doing, um, we're, we're going to New York to play a show and do some press out in New York in May, which Great. is next month. And then uh, we've got some other shows that I can't talk about yet because they're not announced. Mm-hmm. But not a ton of touring because the new Bob Mould record comes out June 3rd. Right. Uh, Beauty and Ruin, which yeah. we made in Chicago last October. And I'm incredibly excited about That's this great. record. Yeah, this, this record has six full-on punk rock songs. Oh, it's so great. And it, I was talking to Bob the other day, about. I was like, when's the last record that you've had that had six super fast songs on it? And he's like, Warehouse. I'm like, nope, that one doesn't have it. He's like, uh, Candy Apple Grey. I'm like, nope. And we just kept on going back and back. It's like in 1984. Mm. So it's been 30 years since he's had a record that's got this much blazing... That's so exciting. Blazing Fury. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's cool, though. I think people are going to really like it. Yeah. We played a couple shows at South by Southwest last month and played nine new songs, and people were they were loving it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, so for that's sure. exciting. We're gonna, there's a lot of touring coming up with that. And, um, yeah, so Split Singles is a great outlet for me to just be writing music and playing some shows mm-hmm. and having fun yeah. with videos and stuff. And But now and this may be, be like also like you'll never get off the road now because you're going to be doing like tours and shifts. Well, the great thing about both the way that Bob Mould tours and the way that Super Chunk tours, which is one of the reasons why I, I you know, accepted the offer for Super Chunk is that we just do these little bursts like... This weekend with Super Chunk is we, Thursday we played in North Carolina. Last night we played in Nashville. We're doing this thing with you tonight in L.A. And mm-hmm. tomorrow we play Coachella and then we're done. Yeah. So it's like these little bursts of four four shows or six shows and then I'm home. So it's a lot of back and forth, but I'm not away from home a ton. Yeah. Which is nice. That's great. And that's the way Bob tours too. When we do the U.S., it's like I'll be gone for like seven days and then home for a few days and then gone for seven days and yeah. home for a few days and then we'll have really two weeks good. off and then go that's to Europe. Good. And yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. Even when we go to Australia, it's like 10 days. You know, it's not super long. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we go to Australia, it's like, it's just, it's, we were like two weeks. We do two weeks. Yeah. We were there like 13 days. Yeah. We'll do like a couple of weeks in the, um, like in Europe. But then the rest of the time we just do the weekly weekends. Oh, okay. That's a lot easier. Yeah. I think it's, and you just, you know, it's like, I'm old. I want to be home. It's totally, (laughs) totally. (laughs) I'm with you. That's exactly right. What's can you talk about the TV thing that you have? Or yes, I'm doing a show um, called Cabot College, which is uh, Tina Fey's uh, 
executive producing, uh, first time executive producing a multi-camera TV show, which is like a sort of a si- old-fashioned sitcom with a studio audience and stuff. Oh, cool. And The um, pictures that you post are amazing. It looks like it's so much fun. It's really fun. And, yeah. and she's she's awesome. And it's the um, the writer, the head writer is Matt Hubbard, who um, was a 30 Rock guy. And it's all 30 Rock guys on it. Oh, cool. And um, it's, it's being done here. And everybody is so baby young like the oldest person besides me is 23 oh my goodness so it's like i'm like you know and then all of these other cute boys and um one of them i I, i'm like i need to fuck your father (laughs) (laughs) i really need to fuck your father i can you just call him yeah where is he where is he (laughs) i need to i I just gotta fuck him because i know looking at you i need to talk to him so um I feel so old, which is really, I mean, I, I'm old anyway, but they, they, they make me feel so much older. Of course, there's a, 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 some adults around, which is great, but yeah. it's, it's a very different dynamic because everybody I'm working with at, on my other TV show is maybe 10 years younger than me, and that was also, like, weirdly, I felt old, but now yeah. I'm really, really, really out of my league. But you have so much energy, and you're in great shape, so oh, it's, yeah. I, I try, you know, it's like, I, I like you, I try to do lots of different things, you know. Um, and, and sort of in your blood to be active all the time anyways, I isn't it? I think so. Yeah. You know, I take a probiotic. <laughs> and I just, you know, I just, uh, I mean, I'm enjoying this phase, you know, and actually that night that we were playing at Bob's um, show, it was really apparent to me, like it was so exciting to have you guys in the band and then to have you, your the rhythm section that was so amazingly powerful. It was like a truck. It was like you and John were like carrying me and Grant through this song <laughs> and it was really like a truck. And that to me was a very stressful thing because to sing Bob's songs in front of Bob's fans. And Bob. And Bob. <laughs> was so, uh, it, it was so electrifying but so traumatic too it's, that's a different thing for you well what was great about what you did is you just walked out and started talking yeah and you just everybody just like was in the palm of your hand oh. by the time we did the song thank you but it was it was really like you know i had to mostly because i was just so nervous about it yeah and it was it was so um and i was also the only woman on the bill um best coast oh yeah i didn't sick. think about, oh that's right that's right and um so i felt really like oh there's no and then I, 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 I didn't want to change the key of the song. So it's yeah. already very, very low for me. Yeah. So that was another thing. It was like I was singing totally out of my range. You had to think a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I was just so, but I was so excited to be there because I loved Bob for so long. And, um, you know, and, and then to have this great band and Grant and, you know, it was just really, really powerful. It was a great night. It was really fun. It was really special. And the Hold Steady were Great. Yeah, I've, I've been like super close with them ever since that. Like, I know, that was I love really, them. Like, yeah, Craig and Craig and Tad are great. They the are whole band. Really great. They have a new record, Teeth Dreams, which is yes. really good. I actually yes. listened to that on the way, on the plane ride over here today. It's yeah. a really powerful record. They're really, they're, they're really like, they're special. like Cheap Trick and Bruce Springsteen. They are. You know what I mean? Like, they it's really like it's are. like Cheap Trick guitar riffs, and then all of a sudden Bruce Springsteen is telling this awesome story. You yes. know, like, I mean, in his own way, Craig's got got his own his own uh, vision, but it's man, it's so great. He's a bit of a Peter Sellers, too. Yes. Oh, we we're getting to, the we look. We gotta start. We're, we're getting the look from the executive producer. Oh, okay. Well, we will wrap this up. Excellent. Um, your record is out now. Yes. Split single, Fragmented World. It's on iTunes, on Amazon. You can order it through your record stores or through our website, splitsinglemusic.com. And people can tweet you at 
split single band. Correct. Yes. And um, you're on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram. And uh, what are your handles on your you're just your name on Facebook? What's your handle on Instagram? Uh, my name, Jason RDC. So it's not. Yeah. Um, it's not a different. It's it's but the the Twitter is split single, and then you'll have like upcoming tour stuff. Yeah. On there, I, I usually post stuff about all all the stuff: split single, Bob Mold, Super Chunk. You know, yeah. There's between the three, there's something going on. There's always something. <laughs> yeah. You've always got something. There's, info, right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's, something. I mean, but you're really like expanding, like and now because now you're on the, our video now is on Funny or Die. Yeah. Which is great. People are really liking it. It's yeah. really funny. Thank you. It's really really hilarious, and it's great to see. Uh, you like try. I love how like modest you are about it, and how just kind of like this is. A, what have I gotten myself into? It's real George Michael. <laughs> like when George Michael was really doubting it, you know. And it's like, you know, when he did Freedom, he was just kind of like, you know, not feeling so free. Yeah. You know. The objectification. Yeah, yeah. the objectification. Yeah. Thing. But you it's also brutal, know isn't you it? Have to. It's brutal. <laughs> but that, that's a. It's a very compli- complicated. Part which I which I love. Oh. It's really great. I want to see more. We had to, we're thinking about doing a second one, and you should. Yeah, I have some ideas that I'll bounce off of you. Yeah, <laughs> like what if you ha- got like scab? Like what if you like got like a sp- sprain or like a scab? Not okay. a sprain. Okay, I'll but tell a scab. you. I'll tell you what, one of the ideas, and okay. actually Emily had this. Oh, Cynthia Plastercaster. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> We were watching a final edit, and I was like, why didn't you think of this? Because Cynthia lives in Chicago. She's a friend of ours. That's oh, wow. great. So the elbows are going to get they're going to get the plaster cast. I beautiful. love it. Yeah, and then it, it, it spirals even beyond that. But yeah. That's really funny. That's perfect. It's a, it's a good start, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a, instead of the, then you can have, like, instead of the GTOs, maybe the elbows. Right. The GT elbows. The, the GT <laughs> elbow. The G, I don't know. Something like that. Something. Th- there's, there's a lot. So there's a lot of room for stuff. Yeah. There's so much, and I'm excited for it. I'm excited for everything. Well, thank you, Jason. Thank you for having me on here, Margaret. Thank you, Jim. Thank, thank you. you. It's really fun. It's great to see you guys again. I know. We're gonna play the show and now. And we get to do. We get to rock again tonight. Again. Woo! Yay! Thank you. Thanks. Bye. That was our interview with Jason Narducci at USC. We were at uh, USC doing a show with him, and um, their album is great. Split single is great. Um, and you should you should follow them, follow him, um, and you can follow us on Twitter. My Twitter, uh, you can reach me at Margaret Cho. Uh, where can they reach you, Jim? At Jimmy Shelter. You can speak to both of us at Monsters of Talk. Um, we are every Monday, and uh, you can listen to us on SoundCloud.com. You can subscribe on iTunes. I think what should people do? People should be writing our reviews. Yeah, I think if you love the show. Uh, go and write a nice little review on the uh, iTunes and give us a couple of stars. And if and if you don't like the show, well, you haven't made it this far anyway. Yeah. So we don't even have to address that. <laughs> it's not even pertinent at all, is it? But no. yeah, give us a little review. And we have um, we have videos on YouTube slash mm-hmm. uh, Monsters of Talk. Some of the little behind the scenes videos and animated videos. There's there's a bit of everything. Yeah, there's so We're many covering things. Covering all the bases. It's really great. And be sure to check out Jason's Sexiest Elbows in Rock video. I'm in it. Um, lots of f- familiar faces. Uh, lots of our friends, our mates are in it. And it's a really, really funny one. And uh, we love our listeners. And we will talk to you next time. <laughs>